Hey, did you know that Two Girls Shooting the Shit is on Instagram and Facebook? We'd love to hear your feedback, episode suggestions, or just chat with you about life. So follow, comment, and share. But like as far as age, like how young, how old are you willing to go? I don't you know? go to, I, I used to be open to going young, but then I just found it was a waste of time. So mm. I'm pretty much 30 and dead, 30 to dead. <laughs> Hey, girl. Hey, Mo. How are you? I am fabulous. How are you doing today, Em? I am doing all right. So I did a little homework. You were telling me about some of your favorite podcasts. And so I started listening to a few of them. And one of the, I guess, most popular topics was just dating, adventures in dating. Yes. Or struggles in dating. Um, so I thought maybe we could talk about that and bring our own perspectives to to the topic. Who are you dating, girl? What? I'm dating my husband. <laughs> dating my boo. Yes. We still date. Yes, I love it. But I know um, I got married in 2012. So dating then is a lot different from now. And I hear stories, you tell me stories all the time. And I just like my mind is blown by the behaviors and the <laughs> just things that pop up, things people say. I just don't understand this like dating app culture. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to talk about like comparing what dating was like then, pre-apps, and what it's like now, if you're down to talk about it. Okay. I started off (laughs) dating. I mean, I pretty much dated online my whole life. So when I started dating, I was on Match.com, Craigslist, and I met people. Craigslist? Craigslist, yes. I thought that was like the hookup, the freaky freak. I mean, I'm sure it was, but they, they, (laughs) they had personals on there. So you could go on and like post an ad and or reply to ads and talk to people. And back then, you know, there there was texting, but there wasn't it wasn't really popular. You would just pretty much email or instant message people. And the dating was definitely different back then. I know for me, I was in Los Angeles when I started dating and people would come pick you up and take you out. And that doesn't happen now? I think it happens for some people, but it's mostly like a coffee date or a drink now. So that's that's mostly what dates are now instead of like going out to dinner and like an like, interview, like yeah. a quick little yeah, like a quick let me little, see if your pictures match your actual thing. And <laughs> exactly, um, and it makes sense, I guess. But now with the dating culture, it's all online, and my opinion is like so. For instance, I'm I'm on all of the apps. I'm on OkCupid, okay, Tinder, Hinge. Bumble, Match. You're going to have to give me a rundown on what these are. Like some of those, I'm just like, what is Hinge? What is, you know, I don't know what some of these are. I still don't know what Hinge is. So pretty much Tinder set the model. And I think most of them are owned by the Match group. So they own OkCupid, they own Tinder, um, they own Match, obviously. I don't know who else they own. Maybe Hinge, I'm not sure. But Hinge is mostly pictures. It's very weird. It's pictures and you answer questions. So someone's profile will say, ask me about how many times I took this picture or something like that. And that's it. And it'll just have that and then uh, several pictures and you just swipe right. So it's pretty much looks only and Tinder as well. Hot or not. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's the concept, the hot or not concept. So on Tinder, most people don't even have a profile. It's just you're looking at photos. 
And so, oh, that yeah. feels gross to me. It, it it is, and and so you're just going by looks, and you don't know anything about the person. Okay, Cupid is great because they are stealing all of your data. I'm just kidding. They're asking <laughs> you all kinds of personal questions. They do a deep inventory of you in addition to the profiles, and then but there's still a swiping aspect to it because you can. It, it's called double take, and so you can go on and you look at the profile, and you can just swipe left or right. Left means I don't like the person. Right means I like right. the person. Uh, or I like what I see. My problem with this is most of them are based on looks, like you said. You right. don't really know anything about the person, so you don't know if you're going to have a connection. So it wastes a lot of time because then you're having to filter out what you like. But my number one pet peeve, and I've been guilty of this in the past as well, and I didn't even realize I was doing it, is that I would say most people on these apps just use them for an ego boost. Mm. And so I thought that was cool. But now looking back, I, I don't really appreciate it because I think it's wasting people's time. So right. basically what people do is they get on, I'm a guy. I don't feel good about myself or I need a pick me up. Let me see how many women like me. And women are more selective than men usually on the apps. Like I know right. I swipe right. left mo- more than anything, but they'll <laughs> swipe right to everyone just to feel good. Oh, she liked me. In listening to you talk about it and just from, I mean, every movie or podcast or whatever, speaking about dating now, it seems like there is no opportunity for genuine connection, connection. with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's It seems like it's led to an increase in like this hookup culture. Like I, it blows my mind to hear how much people are just swiping right. We connected. Let's meet here. Quick sex. See you later. That's it. That seems odd to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it works for some people. I know people who've gotten married that way. So it definitely <laughs> works for some people. I mean, it's... But the it's, numbers probably don't pan out. Exactly. Sure, there's probably people, but the majority of people are wasting their time on mm-hmm. little 30-minute coffee dates. And that's nice, but how much do you get to know somebody? I mean, no. I think some of the people I dated, I would not have been attracted to based off of a picture and a quick moment of swipe right or left. You know, and then, you know, I ended up dating people for two, three years or whatever, because there's more to somebody than just what they could. Ca- I mean, I take terrible pictures. And the fact that now you don't even have to give a description of who you are. Yeah. Seems nasty to me. That's like, yeah, it's like something's... just like a mail order date. <laughs> like that's what that's the culture we live in. We live in an empty culture. I don't want to go on a, a diatribe <laughs> or anything, but it's like people it's empty. And that's what, exactly yeah. what it is. The fact that people are using people in this way just to feel good about themselves or just so they're not dealing with themselves really sucks because then you lose that opportunity to genuinely connect with people. Someone wrote me, he said, hello. And I said, hi. And then he's talking about cuddling. Like, I don't freaking know you. And that's probably the most PG version of what you get, I'm sure. Because oh, I've seen some of the most disgusting things I've ever seen strangers say. Yeah. And if they said it to you in person, it would be like, I would call the cops. Yeah, you know, exactly. like I would feel threatened for my life. So, or you know what else is another phenomenon that I'm not, I was dating um, when this started to take off, but the whole concept of a dick pic, like disgusting. if I didn't solicit a picture of anything of yours? Like, why are you sending me things? That's so, um, I don't know. It's like an assault on the eyes. Like if, if you're just opening your text messages, mm-hmm. you get that. Like that, I don't understand. Right. If you were in the, on the subway and he did it, you'd go. You'd right. Go. One, who are you? And again, maybe it is. I need the validation. Here, mm-hmm. check this out. Does this do something for you? Like, 
What is that? It's that valid. It, like people are empty. They don't have a sense of self. I mean, I, I, I watch dating shows, call-in shows where people, grown-ass women, call in to ask a grown-ass man about themselves. If you don't know who you are <laughs> and you're 45 years old, then you need to check yourself. Because how can some stranger who doesn't know you tell you who you are? Well, I think it's because we're kind of programmed. And I see this in my daughter, which makes me sad, and, mm. and, and some of her friends and stuff. I mean, they're grade school aged. Just the idea of finding a Prince Charming. You know, it's yes. all the princesses and all that stuff. And just every movie, Cinderella looks like she works at the house and she's in whatever, but then she becomes this beautiful, you become transformed, and then all yes. of a sudden men love you. And it's it's something I think, you know, you and I, I'm sure, were programmed to believe. Definitely. Um, and it's every movie ever. Like, she's all that. When I was, like, in high school, that movie, you take her glasses off and you put her in a cute dress and you put lipstick on her and all of a sudden she's hot. Mm -hmm. um, that type of a thing where there's so much more to the person and you can't get that off of a few seconds looking at pictures as you swipe right or left, you know? Um, so that feels gross to me. Like, it feels really dirty. And I don't know that I would be able to because I'm pretty... I think I'm very traditional in a lot of ways. Like, I'm open. Everybody, do do you... I don't have too much, you know, judgment on how people live their lives as long as they're not hurting each other. But I wonder how hurtful this can be as far as just true, genuine social interaction, meeting people. We've talked about soulmates, I think, um, in our last episode. And I mean, how are you going to meet your your lifetime relationship friend or your even a season? These are moments. These are quick little moments that you're not you're not fully opening yourself up to, to have any type of genuine connection with anybody. I agree. I feel like this ties into our codependency conversation. Um, you were talking about Prince Charming. I, there's some study that said like most of the, the Disney princes are narcissists. And so <laughs> <laughs> like one out of five CEOs on top of that, fun fact. But anyway, <laughs> so you get these people who are, you know, maybe charming or something, and then you get the codependent. And so it's kind of a relationship where people are looking externally for validation, for someone to tell them who, who they are, or what, how, what their value is. And I think that's yeah. the biggest problem, because you're wasting my time if you're just swiping right. And I've, I've been guilty of that. A lot of people do it. They just, they said, Oh, I don't have time to look, I just swipe right to everyone. And then the person responds. And then you're like, Oh, I actually don't like that person. So let me you know, block them out, and then you move mm -hmm. on. But you don't even know anything about the person because there's nothing but photos. So what do you what do you know, you can tell my race, my size, uh, my style, maybe my fashion sense, what I like to eat or drink, if there's something there where I like to travel, maybe. So it's very if hard. They're, if they're taking the time to actually look at those things in the picture. Exactly. If they're just looking, you know, hairstyle, mm, don't like it, or she's wearing red. I hate red, you know, like simple things like such minuscule, unimportant things. I, I just, I, it blows my mind. <laughs> and I try to like, I try to join, I don't even remember the name of it. I've tried to join sites that are more unique to me that maybe I would find people more in tune. So like vegan dating sites, uh, spiritual dating sites. The problem is no oh. one's on there. Speaking of no one being on the platforms, that's another problem that you have on these is that there are a lot of scammers from all over the place. Um, so yeah. you can have bots. So one way to spot a bot is when you match, you immediately get a message. Nine out of 10 yeah. times, that's going to be a bot. Jeez. Yeah. And then you get the people who are in other countries who are using like the passport features that allow you to swipe from another location. And I can usually tell um, usually if they call you dear or if they start their sentence with am, they're some kind of scammer. 
Just a, right. <laughs> take <note. laughs> Um, and then you have some people who you actually engage with, you start, you start talking, and then they just disappear. You know, that happens maybe something, you know, people are afraid to give feedback because people aren't really open to receiving it. So maybe that's what it is. But yeah, right now I'm talking to different people. It seems it seems fine, but nothing's really going anywhere. We are in a pandemic, but there are ways to, to meet people and be distant without risking your health. So well, yeah, you see all the commercials now that they're still trying to keep people on match and they're having mm-hmm. their their, you know, zoom dates or their their FaceTime dates and dinner and things like that, or like on Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> they're yeah. having their dinners, you know, I wonder, though, because you're talking about people swiping right to everybody and then just trying to get that validation. What happens to people on the flip side who are actually looking for genuine connection and are not getting connections? Um, I think that could probably have like a really negative effect on on people. And I also wonder how these apps have changed relationships for women and how they've changed them for men. Because what I'm seeing now is a lot, a lot, a lot of hooking up and a lot less of the actual relationships coming out of them. And I wonder if that disproportionately impacts one gender over the other. I don't know. Yeah, I have I, like, no I, idea. But I do know that outside of Hot or Not, the app Grinder, which is targeted to gay men, was started. Uh, is it, it just was, for gay men? It's there's it's not it's just men. Gay, trans, it, men. It's, but it's, it's men. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so that's for swiping, you know, and hooking up, and and that was acceptable. Uh, but then once it transferred to everyone, you have people who are looking for dating and not just hooking up, and people who are just hooking up. So it's a variety of people, but there's no platform. There's no, there are no questions, no check boxes or anything. So you don't, you really just get whoever you get, and there's no way to filter it. See, I'm trying to think. Like I'm trying to think back. Like I, dating for me. I've always been in one relationship or another. And maybe that's because, you know, I didn't like the idea of being alone or I felt, I absolutely felt some kind of validation of having somebody, you know, I have a boyfriend or I, you know, whatever. But dating was different before. Like you would, I mean, online dating, I think I participated a little bit in, like I said before, there was plenty of fish and okay, Cupid. And then, you know, I, I met a few people who are friends now, actually, um, through like MySpace, like earlier social media mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, the, the blind date, does that happen anymore? Or like, do friends set up friends still? Or is this all just like you're on your own, get online, get the apps on your phone, check it out while you're in your Uber. And, you know, I mean, it's how do people meet anymore? Work, if it's not an school. app? I mean, the, the usuals. So you meet people at work, you meet people at school. From the outside looking in, it seems like all of that has been replaced, though. I mean, if you meet somebody, great. But, you know, you're at a bar with some friends and a mutual friend introduces you, great. But I got a, I got a Tinder date in like five minutes. So it was right? nice meeting you. See you. <laughs> and it's just based off of looks. It's just so crazy. And for me, because I was shy and everything, I just started coming out of my shell. So I just started meeting people in bars and things like that this year and mm-hmm. last year. And then we get a pandemic. So I don't know like what would have happened. I definitely exchanged numbers with people and then we would text here or there and then never hear from them or, or never set up a time to meet. So I don't, I have no idea, but yeah, there's no other way. I mean, there, there are matchmakers that can help Patty Stanger. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Matchmaker. I used to love that show. Um, Me too. 
But yeah, they're matchmakers. But you know, do you want to spend ten thousand dollars on a chance? Oh my gosh! Yeah, really? At a minimum. And what are they doing? Basically, just say, "What do you like?" Okay. So this is something we had like a a life coach type figure, mentor figure that told us that the way to find what you want, and this, and there's some truth to this because I feel like the secret, you know, and putting positive vibes out into the universe, and and basically just asking, being open about what you want, being mm-hmm. open to receiving it. I think all of that works. And as, yeah. as cuckoo as I may sound to somebody who doesn't believe in that, I feel like if you put out good energy, you get good things back. You do the same with negative, you get negative things yes. back. And so this mentor told us to envision exactly what we want in a partner, in a person, write down the list, everything, physical attributes, um, money, education, uh, background, everything, just as specific as possible. That worked for me in some way. It, it, I somehow subconsciously put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the items my husband checks off the list, which is kind of f- freaky to me. But I wonder what this does. What happens when you don't take the time to consider what it is you want or need in your life and you are looking for it in a picture? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, you're not Girl, taking the you time. It right there. Like, it, it just, I don't know. I, it makes me sad. It makes this me reminds, sad for, for people. <laughs> this reminds me of the Kevin Samuels debate about the woman who was saying she was looking for a six-figure man. And he asked her, what does that mean to you? She had no idea. <laughs> she had no idea what, what she is, was looking for. So Kevin is uh, Samuels is a YouTube sensation. He's an, an image coach and relationship expert, I guess, if you want to call him Image coach. That. Yeah, he's an image coach. So he, help, he helps people... <laughs> improve their image so that they can meet the person of their dreams. I think he even has a dating club or something like that. And people call in. So women will call in and uh, have questions about what they need to do to attract a man. And he he's he's very focused on the physical as well, though. So, you know, you have to be a certain age, a certain size, in his opinion. But what was interesting I mean, there about- is there is a certain level of, of truth to that. Yeah. I mean, we statistics- are attracted to what we are attracted to. So so there's only a certain amount of that that you can kind of dismiss, uh, you know, because we have to be physically attracted. That is a that is a thing, you know. Yes, and so he he goes on about that. But um, this woman called in, and she's making six figures in North Carolina. Go girl. And yeah, she, <laughs> she and and she was asking, how do I attract a six figure man? She had a, like a high school education, no college education. She wasn't even in, in circles with the people, the people she thinks she wanted. And the only thing that she could offer was that she could help a guy with his business and she can plant. And so it was really, she had not done that self inventory to see, you know, and I, and he had some very good tips. He said, you know, before you even think about any dating anyone, first of all, figure out who you are, what are you looking for? So what are you looking for in a partner? Yeah. And then can't find it if you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. And then two, do you, what does that partner want? So like, you won't know what a person, an individual wants, but you can have an idea, a six figure person, where, what do they want? What, what kind of things would that person be doing? Where would they be? Like, how would you meet this person? Right. Circumstances or situations would you be in so that you can even meet this person? Right. You just have some idea, six figure man, that's just a salary or or, uh, income. You know, it's not telling you anything about the person. What are the values? What are the morals that you want to pass down to your kids? He can make six figures and beat you all over the floor. Ooh, so, girl. <laughs> <laughs> can he, though? No, just <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, but that actually 
kind of sent me down a rabbit hole of self-actualization because I said, what do I really want? Yeah. And, and you'd I'm, be surprised. Yeah. And, and I think you have to be very honest about what it is you want. Mm-hmm. Everything. Very specific. Very honest. Um, because my husband, who I, he's nothing like anybody else I ever dated. So thank God. But I think, thank you, Jesus. But like he was everything on that list. Mm-hmm. So if that's what I wanted all along, what was I doing? You know, getting that two, validation, three, not working four on year relationships. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's so ingrained in our culture. Like you said, it's just crazy. That is nuts. That is absolutely nuts. There's something that you mentioned to me and you've mentioned a couple times. You sh- you sent me screenshots of things you'll, you'll see on Tinder that just, again, <laughs> blew my mind. But I wonder if these apps are contributing to, I mean, we all know about Ashley Madison, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's sites for married people to step out on their significant others. I wonder if the use of these apps has led to more infidelity in, mm-hmm. in committed relationships, commit, I say it in quotes, committed relationships mm-hmm. or in marriages because of how easy and accessible sexual partners or fleeting relationships are via these apps. I just, I really wonder how that's impacted those quote unquote monogamous relationships, committed long-term relationships. I wonder, I mean, I don't have any stats, but I could just only imagine like it makes it easier. It makes it easier to access. Who was it? Um, Chris Rock, who I think is hilarious, said, you're only as faithful as your options. A man Mm -hmm. is only as faithful. And I think he was referring to men. You're only as faithful as your options. And this gives you a lot more options. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I I don't know. But I feel like wish I could create an app that's called like emotional intelligence, where you have to have a minimum level of emotional intelligence in order to sign up for the app, because I think that's the problem now. So say you were in an argument with your husband and his ego is feeling bruised and he downloads the app and swipes right. And someone is just gassing him up, just making him feel real good about himself. And I think that's what happens with people is that they fall down that whole spiral where they need to feel good about themselves. It's not about partnership. It's about feeling good. It's we're such a selfish culture and around the world, just humanity is selfish. And so it's like, it's all about feeling good about ourselves and not about partnership or building or or anything. It's just, how do I feel good in this moment? I don't want to sit in this discomfort. How can Mm -hmm. I feel good about myself? I mean, we saw it on like Real Housewives of the Potomac where, uh, This beautiful young woman, Ashley, you know, had a baby and the husband is feeling insecure. He's looking like damn crib keeper. And he's, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, he's, he cheats on her, you know, so it's just like, I don't get it. And it's just that instant gratification, that instant gratification, select the size kind of culture where we can just go pick and choose what we want. And people don't care. I know for myself, I've gone on dates and had a spidey sense feeling that something wasn't right. And then Googled <laughs> and found out the person was married. I mean, that's happened, I feel like, at least twice. And it's unfortunate. And so I wonder oh. if I was, like you said, the secret, if I was attracting it because I was, I am hypervigilant. <laughs> so yeah, like kind of just expecting the other shoe to, to drop. And so I'm trying not to do that now. But I'm also trying to be more open. So I'm actually not being as specific because I just want to see and I don't have a strict criteria on what I what I want because I don't know what's out there. I mean, do you you know what you don't want? Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, so that's a list you can be very specific about. Like, I don't want this, 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 you know. Yeah. What are some of your deal breakers? 
Like in a relationship, like what's a deal breaker for you? Like, I'm not trying to be with you if you, what? Uh, I actually, it's a requirement for me, for someone to have, to be in therapy or to have been in therapy. I think most people need it and they say they don't. And I feel like if you say you don't, you probably really need it. And this because of communication. Number one is communication skills. I believe that, you know, you should be able to have open communication. I shouldn't be scared to talk to you that you're going to get defensive or you're going to get passive aggressive or things like that. That's just unhealthy. That's toxic. It does happen. But I feel like if there's a pattern, I just don't want anything to do with that. And so uh, to have healthy and open communication is like a a must for me. So if you kind of storm off or you don't really communicate, we're not ever going. And that's a a sign of immaturity, I feel like, too, is is the inability to, to open yourself up, be vulnerable, listen. Mm-hmm. process, have a discussion. Because I know like when I was younger, mm-hmm. if something made me uncomfortable, I'd just clam up or I wouldn't mm-hmm. say anything. And then I went through a phase of everything. I blew up at everything. This is stupid. I can't believe you did this. <laughs> you know? So I feel sorry for those men. But you know, there's a happy medium now where you're, you're comfortable in yourself and you speak up for yourself, but you're also aware when you're being extra. So that's interesting. Yeah. So Therapy. open communication and just mm-hmm. a purpose. So it's not necessarily that you have to have six figures or anything like that. Like that's, what's that mean anyway? But it's just like you uh, to have some kind of passion or purpose in life mm-hmm. and not looking to me to be your purpose and passion to feel like you are a complete whole person. I believe that the yeah. relationship should be two holes coming together, not two yes. incomplete people coming together to try to get someone else to fulfill you. Absolutely. Because that's a lot to put on someone else. I've dated enough where I could see poor communication on my end. So most of the things that are deal breakers to me are things that I've seen myself do. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, this is unacceptable. So yeah, just having some kind of passion or purpose in life and not looking for that in another person and being emotionally available is a big Mm, one. Like we were talking about the swipe culture. Who like, is anyone emotionally available anymore? Well, even before then, I mean, I dated somebody who for several years who was never going to get married ever knowing full well i am the type of person i want the marriage i want mm-hmm. a family i want you know all all of that so um, why did you do it i don't know did you think you could change no, i don't i cuz he was fun mm-hmm. you know social fun always mm-hmm. something to do somewhere to be you know high energy yeah. and i'm not that you mm-hmm. know you know so it, you know he he brought a social life a social calendar mm-hmm. and and friends and travel you know fun stuff that yeah he served a purpose exactly so that's <laughs> what we were talking that's exactly what we were talking about right. kind of using people to fill some like fill an end when you're right. not really there you know that you are not aligned in what you're looking for is that right. person married now no oh wow okay so they were serious <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. We're no longer in contact, but yeah. But I just I, I think because of his past stuff, you mm-hmm. know, not sure if he's dealt with that or whatever. But just I I mean I hope he does. You know, I hope he's happy. But um, I don't think marriage is in the cards. That's exactly why I want someone in therapy. I don't want you putting all your parents' stuff on me. Yeah, you know, that's not my problem. That sounds cruel, but it's like, I'm. But it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like not, you can't. You know. You know a lot of guys go looking for a therapist and a, and a woman and it's like, that's not our job. And sometimes vice versa. Where do we go from here though? Like I have no idea. So for me, what I'm focusing on, I'm not even really, I'm on the, all of those apps, but I haven't really taken the time. I said, what I'm going to do is if I'm really focused on meeting someone, then I need to take that. It needs to be like a job. I need to go on there and have a certain amount of time a day that I'm going to spend on them. 
go through and read profiles, be proactive, reach out to people. And Bumble is designed that way. So you have to reach out and so like 24 hour time period. So stop letting those expire and actually go and, and reach out to more people. And I must say that just figuring that out is something. But I think that if you can be aligned in whatever it is you want in life and just do that, that the universe will find a way to get you to that person. So maybe it won't be through an app. Maybe it'll be through something else, some endeavor, some business endeavor or something or some passion yeah. that I end up meeting someone. Almost like finding a job. Like you mm-hmm. have to dedicate X, you know, an hour a day looking through resumes. I'm saying mm-hmm. that in quotes or whatever. Yeah, I got a um, source. <laughs> right. And, and figure it out. Do friends set friends up anymore? Is that like a thing? Uh, well, my friends haven't set me up. <laughs> See, well, I know why now. It took me, who knew? But uh, yes, they do. I know some people who've been set up by friends. I've tried to set up friends and oh, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Stay out of that. But yeah, I guess it just depends on friends too. Like I have mostly women as friends, so I can't really set up Danger anyone. But, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I've tried. Have you ever set up friends or, or do you know anyone who's gotten set up? I don't know that I've formally set anybody up, but I do have friends who have gotten together or married. Mm-hmm. My college roommate married um, a childhood friend of mine's older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been married for a while. So I always thought that was like awesome. But I didn't. That wasn't an intentional setup. It was just I brought her to a party at his house and everybody fell in love with her. She's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's amazing. Um, oh. Yeah. So and they're still married and happy. That's and awesome. Have a cute little boy. I couldn't even figure out my own stuff for a minute. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like I don't know how I would set other people up. I have ideas of who would be good together, but yeah. I, you know, I just, I don't. <laughs> but I think the, the, the good thing, like, and unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we don't have that anymore, but like parties or get togethers. I know they, there used to be like a red light, green light kind of party where what? If, if you're, if you're in red, you're taken. If you're green, you're single. See, so, I never did anything like you that. Gotta, you got to bring a, a member of the, whoever Opposite people sex. are dating. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, That's oh, fun. I think yeah. I saw that on Sex and the City or something, right? Like, didn't oh, okay. they have? I don't remember. Yeah, but I, to... I, I remember a couple of invitations. I've never actually been to one, but I've been, that gotten sounds fun. One. Yeah, so ways just to you know, you have friends, so you kind of probably have the same values and things like that, and so it's just bringing more of the same. What I found is though, most of my friends, their fr- their friends are already partnered. Mm-hmm. And so, well, does that change? I mean, as, as we get older, does the pool change? And I'm just kind of curious about this, because these are some of the things that were on my list, you know, Mm -hmm. the list. But like, as far as age, like, how young, how old are you willing to go? I don't, you know, I I used to be open to going young, but then I just found it was a waste of time. So Mm. I'm pretty much 30 and dead, 30 to dead. (laughs) 30 to death. Okay, Anna Nicole. <laughs> Go get that. It's all that. about the spirit. It's all about the soul. 30 to dead. <laughs> oh. 30 plus. Hmm. 30 plus. Yeah, 30. You're out of college, hopefully. You know, you <sighs> hopefully, kind of, your girl. brain is finally developed. Life purpose. Sexual yeah. experience, at least, so you're not wasting my time with that. Yeah. I mean, that's important. 30 to dead. Wow. So are there yeah, any other deal breakers? I mean, I don't know. I wonder, and this is something we talked about politics too, but I wonder, you know, how aligned do you have yeah, to be well, God, in your values? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something that, that um, there are certain things I think in relationships and as I've grown up mm-hmm. um, in these different relationships, I think each one has progressively, thankfully gotten more and more mature mm-hmm. um, until obviously, you know, I got married and this is the most mature relationship I've ever had. But 
there are certain things I think you need to know about a partner before you decide to commit to somebody. Definitely. Um, and I wonder what those things, what you think some of those things are, because I know I have some that I'm discovering over time or whatever, but um, things that maybe during dating, you know, it, since it is an interview, things you should be asking, things you should be I mean, interviewing you should know as about. Much as possible. I mean, you don't want to jump in like this 90 day fiance stuff. You want to yeah. know what the person, I mean, I know you're in a mixed political. Mixed everything. Mixed race, yeah. mixed political, for, mixed. For me, that's, yeah. it's a requirement that you be liberal. I, my values are too aligned with being liberal where I, there's no, yeah, there's no way I could date someone who's conservative <laughs> at all. Even though that's all that likes me. Like the people who yes. like me are What all, is that? Is it some slavery stuff? Like that's what right? I feel. I, uh, I'm like, um, I'm about to start finessing then. If you uh, guys well, would keep writing me. I don't know that I've ever dated somebody who was liberal or had any, uh, you know, anybody who was politically awake and, a, and aware. Liberal men are not coming for me or were not coming right? for me. You know what I mean? Where are they? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Yeah, I've dated mostly liberal guys, but I, I feel like almost kind of performatively liberal. Like they are liberal, but they're not really doing anything outside of voting. So I don't know. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but do yeah. you think, I, I wonder about that though. Is Well, no, that's not even, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was thinking like uh, one party is known for being the party of family values. So they're the types that are trying to create relationships and marriage and stuff, which is absolutely bullshit. So <laughs> I don't yeah. even know where I'm going with that. Um, yeah. So obviously that's something you should know. I say in hindsight, you need to go through a political cycle with your significant other before you decide to commit long term. <laughs> you need to make it through an election and, and see what happens, especially in this political climate. Like you just need to. There's to just see. some things that were. Can you imagine if, if somebody were like, all lives matter? I would be like, no, no, that's. But I have a question about that. And I feel like we're veering off the topic of dating, but whatever, we're shooting the shit. So um, all lives matter versus black lives matter. I feel like we attribute social causes, social issues to political parties. Mm -hmm. um, and usually they do align. Someone saying all lives matter isn't necessarily a Republican ideal, right? Like it's not tied to the politics, although the people who are in that political, but do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a political issue, right? How not? I, mean, I don't know because I uh, because if you just look at the people like for instance in this most recent cycle the Trump supporters are primarily the ones saying all lives matter right uh, I agree with you mm -hmm. but what I'm saying is is that viewpoint part of their politics or is that just something that happens to be aligned with the types of people who are drawn yeah, to that type of politics. You know what I mean? It's not part of their platform. It's not like Republicans are like anti-Black Lives Matter, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or, do, or don't like, believe. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's That's not going true. to be on the platform, but there are a right, lot of, of things not. that aren't like that aren't on the platform. That well, Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares about that? Whatever. We're talking about dating. What is this? Let's yeah, lighten so, up the mood. Yeah. <laughs> For me, too, having some kind of spirituality is a must. You have to realize that you are connected to something more than yourself. So how about somebody we've spoken about religion before? How about somebody who is who is religious, like um, deeply religious? I, used to, I had some very insane beliefs about people. Um, but now I would <laughs> date someone who is religious, depending on the religion and right. depending on how they practice it and what their beliefs are. Would you so, move to Jordan and convert? <laughs> no, hell to the now, now. Would you would you be open to converting to a religion? 
personally, I would not convert because that's, those aren't my beliefs. That's and compromising be, yourself too, yeah. if it's not what you're about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, uh, it it really is how deep they are. Like I could definitely date a Christian because they're probably the least religious of the all of the oh, religions. No so, judgment. <laughs> mostly, almost everyone's I know is Christian, and so I mean, and so it doesn't really matter. It, I wouldn't feel like obligated to do anything differently than right. what I'm already doing. But it would be nice to find someone who who may be into like new agey stuff like me, some spirituality, mm-hmm. new thought, ancient wisdom kind of stuff, which is basically taking like the learnings of like Bible and all kinds of uh, ancient scripts and, and teachings from Jesus, Buddha, everything, and just giving just life lessons. Just being a lessons. good person. Yeah, just being a good much. person. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that like, what we Why want? is that so hard? It it, it's really... very hard. How about race? Is that a, an issue, a deal breaker? How do you how do you feel dating is today? Yes. Um, stereotypes put upon black women. And like especially what? there is a hierarchy. And I do feel, and I, I don't know who's created the, hi- I mean, mm-hmm. I could probably venture a guess or two, but there is a hierarchy of desirability, I will yes. say. Yes, um, for sure. And it seems like black women get shit on all the time. Yeah. Um, okay. Cupid did a study on it like uh, over a decade ago, I think. And then they redid it. And the results were the same, like black women are the least desirable, supposedly. And and I'm and I'm really thinking about um Michelle Obama and how beautiful and amazing she is yeah. and how much crap she got about her body type, about the way she carried herself. Everything she did was criticized in a way that was not applied Always. to any of the prior white first ladies. And so I mean, you and I know this. We could probably look at each other and be like, mm-hmm, and we know. We don't even have to discuss it. Mm-hmm. But I think for a lot of people, I wonder if they're even aware, like, if you are not a black woman, do you understand the negative stereotypes that are placed upon black women? You know, just the idea that we're not loving or that we are too strong, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we, we can't be sensitive. We can't be vulnerable. You can't stroke the ego properly. Right. You're too um, independent or something like that. Right. I think, you know, some people may fit that description. Sure. And then you do. Just like anybody anyone, else, though. Anyone right. else. But I think it's a, a more of a, this, like this guy said, like that Kevin Samuels guy said, he said that men uh, think of women like material things. If they want to show something to show off. And in society, because okay. of that hierarchy where white women and are at the top, men want that. So you ask me, in race, I don't date black men. I'm open to it, but they don't talk to me. So how can I date them if they don't talk to me? I'm going on a date with an Indian guy tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> you know, I date mostly white guys. I mean, I'm open to black men, but they're not open to me. I'm open and ready to receive. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no idea. And I think it's just a numbers thing. There are more white men out there. So maybe that's why they're more. But I I still have no idea why these Republican guys. I actually, it was Hispanic guy. I had, uh, we were set up to meet for a date and he started following my, me on Instagram. This was during the election. And he's, he, he saw like my like anti-Trump pro-Biden post and he said, oh, I think we have to cancel. Ah, you told me about this. Yeah. And I said, oh, um, is everything okay? And he was like, oh yeah, I saw you're not a Trump supporter and I'm a, 
I'm a Republican and I'm a Trump supporter. I was like, okay, best of luck to you. you yeah. Know? Th- like, th- thanks for saving me. Yeah. Whatever thanks time for saving I my time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, then he knew his deal breakers, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, there's and, nothing wrong with boundaries. I think no. people need to be able to accept other people's boundaries without getting defensive or personalizing everything. But I think that's why these pictures and these apps don't work. Exactly. How can you be selective if you're looking at a picture, unless I'm wearing a Biden or a Trump t-shirt? Or I'm wearing a, you know. Well, they had um, a little thing where it would be like you could put in your profile if you were for Biden or Planned right. Parenthood. You know, they try to do these little right. things. I think okay, Cupid is probably the best. But if something happened when it was bought by Match.com, where even though it's now it's just I feel like I have no proof of this, but I feel like it's just data collection at this point because <laughs> it's all just like Tinder and nobody's filling out profiles anymore. People used to write these long, exhaustive profiles and answer all of these questions about I remember themselves. That, yeah. Uh, but now it's just a swipe game with a lot of blank profiles. That's not You got to keep hope alive. I guess. And I it's still... not, you know, I've just gotten to the point where if I don't need anyone, I don't need anyone. I'm content for the first time in my life. It took long enough. And I'm, I'm glad that I finally am content with myself because I feel like I'll be a better person when it comes to dating. I'll be a better partner. And if not, a better friend. <laughs> Look at you smiling. You're so cute. Ow. <laughs> This has been very informative for me. <laughs> um, what, how so? I don't know that I have the mental stamina to search for someone the way that you have to search now to weed through all the fuck boys, all the, mm-hmm. you know, people trying to waste your time, the married couples looking for their what unicorn or whatever this Oh god, don't even go. I forgot. About I don't even that. know the terms. Yeah. yeah, all of that kind of stuff. Like <sighs> I I don't know how you guys do it. You I guys, you single single people who are who are genuinely looking for love. I don't know how you are emotionally faring in this environment. Um, I'm about to sign up for Married at First Sight. That's a cute show. That's a cute yeah, show. We have to do, um, we have to do a show on that because I have some opinions. Yes, <laughs> we should do a, a reality TV check in every yes. whatever. But yeah, that I, I just it's, it's been eye opening. I mean, I've been out the dating game for over 10 years. So I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm keeping hope alive. Yes. I think must. your boo is out there and he is not on an app. You were gonna once this get this pandemic handled. And he's out there in the world. You're gonna meet him face to face. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. I'm still on the apps just in case, you know, you never know. <laughs> some, some insurance, a little backup. Yeah. And you know what's funny? He may be on an app as well. And as we yeah. haven't connected. So yeah. Say la vie. Well, that's all we have for now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for catching this episode of Two Girls Shooting the Shit with M and Mo. New episodes drop weekly. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.